Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Uh, while notes are being passed out, um, you may be seated for a moment. Pastor Kirsten, grab that microphone. Let me set this up. Just uh, come on up, Pastor Kirsten. Um, so one of the things that has led and guided us through the years at King's Cathedral and Chapels, of which Pastor Kirsten and I have been a part of for uh, over 20 years, well over 20 years, I basically got saved here. And uh, Pastor Karen got saved in this church. What do you mean this church? Well, we're one church in many locations. Uh, we served together years ago and then went in different vineyards for a while and then came back. God brought us back together. Pastor Kirsten, the Davis family and the Bracken family. Of course, he's brought so many others. Pastor Vince also. One of the things that has led and guided us uh, through the years, even prior to me being a part of the church, is dreams and visions. We are a, uh, a spirit-filled church. Make no apologies for it. In fact, to emphasize it might not be for some, but it is how God has led us and directed us. We will not change that. It is a part of who we are. It is, we, can't, we can't change who we are. That is part of our DNA, our spiritual DNA. We are led by dreams. We are led by prophetic uh, insight. God speaks to us. And in the words of Dr. Yonggi Cho, all we endeavor to do is pray and obey. You can start the clock, young man. But, amen. So, Pastor Kirsten... Uh, and we've had many dreams, and I've shared those, and we'll have many more, and we will boast in the Lord who gives them and give him all the credit as we move forward into greater things and going from glory to glory. Pastor Kirsten, if you would, please, would you set up a dream that you had uh, that uh, was about Alaska and, and how you knew it was about Alaska and, and share the pertinent points to the message I'm about to preach. Go ahead. Uh, fantastic. So in 2012, my family was living on Maui, and I had a series of dreams, uh, and they were very, very clear, very, very vivid, the kind where I feel like I've, in the middle of the night, I've left my body, and I've gone somewhere in time and space, and I didn't know what to do with those dreams. I sure didn't want to tell anyone, because then I, like, have to be responsible for what was in those dreams. <laughs> But the last dream that I had was about a warehouse, and I'm in the dream. I'm inside a very large warehouse, and there's some particular things about the warehouse that are important, and then what happens in it. So there's some people in the dream that don't matter to what you're asking. But the warehouse was cold, and I was living in Maui at the time, two blocks from the beach, so I thought, that can't be the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, in the dream, I'm wearing a coat, and I'm very cold. And this large warehouse, huge, uh, two things about the warehouse. One, it was empty and just super spacious and empty. There was only one piece of furniture in it. And then at the end, like the far end, the wall, the entire wall was glass, 
uh, like windows from floor to ceiling windows. On the other side of those windows was an enormous, an enormous fast-flowing river. So I'm in this warehouse, and I'm sitting at this table with some friends, and somebody says, here they come. So we all turn opposite the windows to what would, I didn't know it, was the main entrance to the warehouse. And there's like mail slots. Remember the old school doors where the mailman would fly the mail into the little door or whatever? So there's these slots and they opened. And when they opened, uh, thousands, thousands of enormous red salmon start flying into the building and start piling up at the bottom of the wall there, and it was mountains, like huge piles of red salmon. And so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was expecting them. So I turn and I go to the river, and there's my uncle, um, Pastor Chris Davis, our pastor in Branson, and his wife, Pastor Melissa, there's my uncle. And so I said, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, we're here for the grand opening. And so we're watching the river, and something very interesting happens. Uh, there's some families swimming in this big river, and these hideous monsters, uh, like a dinosaur-looking, super bony, super nightmarish, big teeth, ugly, start coming up. There's two of them. They start coming up the river, and they're eating people. And they're just devouring them. And they see us inside the windows. And they come to the windows. And they're banging the windows trying to get into the warehouse. And oddly enough, there's these scuba divers following them around with news cameras. Big lights and cameras following these hideous beasts. And the beasts can't get into the warehouse where we are. And we're just kind of like watching them. And I say to them, hey, let's go get something to eat and a coffee. And we just walk out. <laughs> and so I didn't know what to do with that. I thought, well, Lord, you're going to make me a salmon warehouse owner one day. <laughs> Serious, that's what I thought. And I went and talked to Dr. Morocco and explained it to him. And he goes, well, Pastor Kirsten, you know what that's a dream of? Uh, the church? Yeah, Pastor Chris, it's a picture of the church. God's speaking to you about what he's going to do. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Ten years ago. Ten years. Yeah. On our seasonal rally, which we do as leaders once a season, hence the name, seasonal rally, was last Saturday. I was preparing a leadership message, and the Lord quickened to me, in the midst of my other message I was preparing and spoke to me about Leviathan. And he just highlighted it and I felt like I'm supposed to share or do something about Leviathan. I'm like, Lord, like that, that, that now? Like, it's just like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to lead you. So I had Pastor Kirsten share that dream on Saturday, except I don't recall the sea monster part of the dream. The other part of the dream I remember. Now, Pastor Kirsten, would you say that the, the building seems like it's a warehouse to me with the glass and the doors and pretty sure we're going to go through bigger doors and mail slots? <laughs> Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
But when he shared the dream and he shared about the sea monsters, the power of the Holy Spirit came on me so strong, I started weeping. I, I, I had to just take a break and get a hold of myself. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is that Leviathan thing. I thought, Lord. And I realized what God was revealing yet again is a current battle that we've just overcome, honestly. But I do believe even in hearing it tonight about the two sea monsters slash Leviathan spirits, and I'm going to get to it, Isaiah 27. And I was talking to Pastor Karen and praying. She says, you know, Chanel had a dream just like that. I said, really? So I called Chanel, and Chanel had a, had a creepy dream with scuba divers and cameras too. Cameras and the same similar, similar message. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, we believe in the supernatural. God speaks to us all the time. I had somebody, I had somebody say to me, how did you guys build that building? And I've been saying, uh, I don't know, man, it's just a miracle. And the Lord rebuked me today. And I heard the question in the spirit, how did you build that building? And I said the same answer, oh, I don't know, praise the Lord. And he said, yeah, you do. And I thought, all right then. And I started realizing, I know how it's happened. And it hasn't happened all in one night or all in one week or all in one year. And God knows I wanted this to, this to take place along with hundreds and thousands of other people when I first got here. And now here we are. Very close to moving in. And the battle has been uh, white hot. And God has already won it, but it doesn't mean you don't need to walk it out. I've, I think D-Day is just around the corner, if I'm not mistaken. D-Day and V-Day. D-Day is when World War II was won. How many of you know that? They say without D-Day, then there would, we would, we'd all be speaking German right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's German. Schnitzel. Okay. <laughs> Specken Sie Deutsch. Autobahn. BMW. <laughs> uh, we'd all be speaking German. We're not speaking German. It's a miracle. <laughs> On D-Day, we won the war. However, more lives were lost between D-Day and V-Day when it actually ended the war. What does that have to do with us? Jesus was crucified over 2,000 years ago on a cruel Roman cross. That was D-Day. His crucifixion, three days, went in, into the belly of the earth and he took the keys of hell, death, and the grave, says the book of Revelation. In fact, let me, let me read it to you if I may, and then we're going to read our main text. Revelation 1 and 17, when I saw him, I fell as though dead. And he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. So D-Day was when Jesus was crucified and rose again. Everybody say that's D-Day. V-Day is when it's all over and he wraps everything up like a scroll and it's over. We live in the tension between 
The two advents of Christ. The first advent when he came and he was crucified. The second advent of when he splits the eastern sky. And we live in that tension between those two things with the God and getting too technical on the rapture and all that right now. And everyone said, Amen. So we have D-Day and we're walking out. The, we, come on, somebody say, I got victory. Come on, say more with me than are against me. And yet there's casualties of war everywhere all over the place. And there are those who don't know their authority. Matthew in 28 says, I've given you all authority. Go and make disciples. Not make converts, not lead people to Jesus, and that's it, and leave them alone. Go and make disciples. Make, everybody say, make disciples. In fact, even of the nations, it's worth reading. It's a great commission, and in many places, a great omission. Deuteronomy, pardon me, it's close. Matthew 28. Therefore, go. Pardon me, verse 18, Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, surely here. He's with you. Come on. Surely. Verily, verily, are you here? It's a joke. Surely I'm with you always. Might be different spelling, even at the very end of the age. All right. When you read that and he says, I have a whole authority, ought to wake you up just for a minute to say, what would you need authority for? You go all the way back to the garden where, where Adam and Eve were. God says to Adam, Tend and keep the garden. Everybody say tend and keep it. Tend and keep it. To tend, to keep, shamar is the word. It really is what some scholars believe to be the, first, the very first reference to warfare. Tend and keep from what? Right. From what? How many of you know we're in a battle? All right. Ephesians 6, and then we'll read our main text. I know some of you are biting at the bit to get to it. Here we go. I'm, this is all an introduction. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Back to how we have gotten to where we are as as a church, and, and where the church is at, I believe, around the world, is it's time to get the harvest in. So how's that going to happen? We need silos. We needed the building. It's a tool. It's not about the building. It's about souls. Please don't ever forget that. It's not about the building. It's about souls. Everybody say that. It's not about the building. It's about souls. It's about your neighbors. It's about, it's about you. It's about your family. And it's about the nations. That's what it is about. All right, are you ready? Let's decapitate the sea monster. Stand up on your feet. Take your Bibles. Turn to Psalm 27, verse 1 through 3 on the screens if you're able. Then we'll go to Psalm Isaiah 27, verses 1 through 3. Isaiah 27, 1 through 3. Then Psalm 74, then Isaiah 51 in that order. 
Are you ready? It's set. Here we go. New International Version. In that day, the Lord will punish with his sword, his fierce, great and powerful sword, Leviathan, the gliding serpent, Leviathan, the coiling serpent. He will slay the monster of the sea. In that day, sing about a fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it. <laughs> I'm gonna have a praise break just for a second. That's so stinking awesome. Woo! Thank you. It's no longer Adam just guarding over it, the Lord guarding over it. All right, go to, go to Psalm 74. Psalm 74. Hallelujah, forever. Verse 12. If you're all there, say, woo. woo! But God is my king from long ago. He brings salvation on the earth. It was you who split open the sea by your power. You broke the heads of the monsters in the waters. It was you who crushed the heads of Leviathan and gave it as food for the creatures of the desert. It was you who opened up the springs and streams. You dried up the ever-flowing rivers. The day is yours and yours also the night. You established the sun and moon. It was you who set all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter, just because we live in Alaska and the sun's coming up really early and it's summer. You made both summer and winter's over. Glory to God. Turn to. To be like, why does he keep saying that? Because we live in Alaska. Isaiah again, 51. Isaiah 51, verse 9, our final verse as our main text. Isaiah 51 and verse 9. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces? Who pierced that monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea and the waters of the great deep? Who made the road in the depths of the sea so that the redeemed might cross over? Final verse, those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing, with everlasting joy, will crown their heads with gladness. Oh my God. <laughs> and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for for putting this together. Only you could put this together like you have. And I pray, Lord, that you'd release living understanding. I pray in the moments that remain in this service that you would fulfill what you want to do through this. I've seen it in the spirit. You showed me in prayer. You showed me, Lord, in dreams. You showed me. You've spoken about this service. 
So arm yourself with strength, mighty God, and do what you said you would do as we enforce your finished work. In the name of Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost all across this place. Go ahead. Amen. You may be seated. We do have notes. Let me get after it. Job is one of the oldest books in Scripture. In fact, you can get a Bible that's chronological. It goes chronologically based upon, uh, you know, the age, hence chronologically. Uh, most people don't read a chronological Bible. Job is considered one of the oldest or the earlier, earliest books of the Bible. It talks about Leviathan. It talks about Behemoth. It seems to be out of the book of Job that it's unique and separate from the other scriptures that are found on Leviathan. Rahab is another name for Leviathan, also another name for Egypt, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So these are the main texts of Leviathan, Job being uh, not included because it just seems to be that Job is talking more about these prehistoric animals that roamed the earth or existed during his day. I need to say at the at the at the entrance of this message that the entirety of this is not mine. It is a culmination from Dr. James Morocco, our senior global pastor. Uh, also uh, some from Cindy Jacobs and some other uh, sources uh, from the founding fathers, uh, things from the Catholic Church, and I'll, I'll make note of those as we move along. Uh, I milk a lot of cows, but make my own butter, so I hope that you <laughs> will enjoy it. In ancient culture, Babylonian, Hittite, Ugaritic, Leviathan, or this sea monster, along with Lothan and Tiamat and Rahab. Those are all names, Lothan, Tiamat, Rahab, all associated together. And they were worshipped. They're involved in a number of myths. They were spoken of in myths as that which created chaos, which is interesting to note. It created chaos. Leviathan is a symbol or a picture of moral evil. And when, when, I, say, uh, when I say to you a spirit of Leviathan, now I've, I've, I've named this message, which I've preached on Leviathan before, but not like, <laughs> not like tonight. Not like tonight. Routing Leviathan. To rout is to turn the enemy and to cause confusion. To rout. To rout, routing, we could say routing a spirit of Leviathan. So Leviathan is a picture of, of moral evil, and it's really, now when we say a spirit, is there actually a spirit? Uh, maybe. It's just interesting. Uh, the main thing is that you have authority, and the, the character qualities of this spirit, if you will, you want to take authority over, understand that when those character qualities are operating and how to deal with it and what to do. I, I, I got to go back to, I've, I've got to go back to for a moment how, how we've ended up where we are. We showed up years ago, Pastor Ken Gable, God bless him, and he's, I believe, moved out of the state. We honor him tonight and, and, uh, and Jenny and the family, they, they really pioneered the very early part of this church. 
and were a part of the original purchasing of our property, and we thank God for their faith. We thank God for them, and we honor them, and we'll be inviting them to our, to our grand opening, which is soon. We'll let you know what the dates are, as soon as we know what they are. I say it that way because of supply chain and other stuff. Pray for the doors. Pray for, pray for, pray for everything we need. Jesus, help us. How, how have we gotten to where we are? And I would say it's the same way that, that, that Pastor Karen, it's the same way that you and I got to, I mean, we're still growing up. I don't claim to have laid hold of it, but forgetting that which lies behind, I press on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I thank God I'm not dumb as a box of rocks like I was back in my 20s. I have other issues, but I've matured in some areas. How many of you are maturing? That's good. Don't ever stop growing. Paul asked for the scrolls. At the end of his life, he says, yeah, tell John Mark, bring the scrolls because I want to read them. We, what are you, you're about to die, Paul. Yeah, he still wants to get into the Word. That's how we should be the rest of our lives. You're studying, you studying, you learn the Word, you memorize the Word, you get after it. So I, I'm maturing, and I'm beginning to grow up. And I look at my life, we look at our lives, and I look at the life of the church. It's really the same in that. You just obey God but for today. I'm going to serve God today. I'm going to do what he told me to do today. I'm going to repent if I've blown it. I'm going to keep moving forward. And then I'm going to get through the day. I'm going to be like, hallelujah, God, speak to me tonight. And I'm going to go to sleep and, and hopefully sleep. But I might wake up and they tell me to give me a dream about fish and mail slots <laughs> and, and leviathans. And day after day, week after week, month after month, loving God. I, I got so twisted in my spirit when I was a younger man because I wanted it. Oh, yes, just want to just, the trophy, we've made it. You know something? You know when that happens? When you're dead. And, or when you get raptured, which we didn't talk about until now. So I would always just like, man, if we could just get there, if we could just get there. I was studying, you know, going through school this past semester and taking one class this summer. Glory to God. Just one. And I found myself getting my assignments every week and be like, let's go. Grind all week. Get to the end. Get to Saturday. Be like, whoa. And then Sunday would come and Pastor Karen's like, oh, did you look at the assignment? I said, ah, there's no assignments on Sunday. I have no. That's Monday. Monday we're going to take a look. And I found myself grinding to get done with it so that I could just be done and go hallelujah and not enjoying the whole journey as I did it. And it, is, it absolutely is a journey. I hate that song, but I liked the band when I was in high school. I hate that term. And I, it's a journey. Enjoy the journey. It just seems, I don't know, it just seems weird. <laughs> But it's true. Enjoy your walk. Enjoy the Lord every day. You say, you don't know what I'm going through. Just love God. Enjoy him. He'll take care of it. Delight yourself in the Lord. You don't know what I'm going to Delight yourself in the Lord. You don't know. No, delight yourself in the Lord. And the joy of the Lord will fill you and he'll take care of your enemies and he'll move you forward. That's how we've done it for 20, 30 years. That's how this building has been built. One day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. Proclaiming, declaring, preaching, praying, prophesying, giving, repenting a lot. In the Middle Ages, back in your notes, in the Middle Ages, Leviathan was a power believed to be one of the seven deadly sins, a sin of envy. Now, there's these different, this is not scripture, 
okay? So, uh, but I, I just feel to mention it because it's interesting to me. There is a lot of, you want to base your life on the word. Maybe I shouldn't even mention it. Because so many people, I was talking to somebody at the gym and they were telling me, oh yeah, when you get visited by an angel, you know it's, a, it's an angel and not Satan. If, he, if you reach your hand out and it touches your hand, you know it's an angel. I'm like, Because the next, well, how do you know that's not true? Because I was praying, God spoke to me. No, I said, I said, okay, well, how do you know if it's the devil? Well, if you reach your hand out, he won't, he won't touch your hand. I said, okay, okay. Show me where that is in the scripture. Everybody say, show me where that is. Because you don't want to live your life with some idea of what. Now, there's very clear things. If you worship the angel, and it is an angel, he'll stop you. If you're worshiping and he doesn't stop you, it's the ugly one. He'll take your worship. Angels won't let you worship him. We know that. We see that in scripture. This Leviathan, I'm not even going to bore you with all of this because it's really a lot of it's nonsense, but it's considered one of the prince demons in, in the pit, according to some. But it's not in Scripture, so you just have to sort of toss it if you don't mind. Thomas Aquinas, who is an um, uh, Italian philosopher and a Catholic priest. How many of you heard of Thomas Aquinas? Not a great scholar, no doubt. But he, he, saw Leviathan, he saw Leviathan as a demon of envy. Kind of amazing, unusual, really. But Leviathan also seems to represent, in many writings, the gates of hell. But you don't see it in Scripture. You don't, if you don't see it in Scripture, I love what Martin Luther said. said, on Scripture I will stand and Scripture alone. If you can disprove what I've said when he wrote the 95 Thesis, then I will recant. I will renounce them. But I, if, on Scripture I stand and Scripture alone. That's a, that's a great policy. Come on, somebody say, on Scripture I stand. So there is all this stuff that I'm not going to bore you with, and that saves us a few minutes. What do all these texts tell us about Leviathan? We read Isaiah 27, we read Psalm 74, and we read Isaiah 51. What do all the texts tell us about? Well, all the texts tell us about Leviathan is associated with Egypt. Everybody says associated with Egypt. And you can look at Leviathan in terms of a spiritual perspective as in Ezekiel 29. But for the sake of time, once again, I'm going to move forward. Ezekiel 29, 3 through 6. Oh, let's go ahead. I'm against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You great monster lying among your streams. You say the Nile belongs to me. I made it for myself, but I'll put a hook in your jaws and I'll make the fish of your stream stick to your scales. I will pull you out from among the streams with all the fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you in the desert and you and all the fish of your streams. You will fall in the open field and not be gathered or picked up. I will give you as food. Come on. The beasts of the earth, the birds of the sky, then all who live in Egypt will know that I am the Lord. In Ezekiel 29, um, here is responsible for the prosperity, the commerce of Egypt. 
it's, it's fascinating. Now, given that, asking this question about Leviathan tied to Egypt, what are some of the things? Now, here's, here's the, this is Dr. Morocco's tie-in, which is fascinating to me. Dr. Morocco's my favorite preacher on the earth. I've just learned so much from him, and I love the depth. There's a lot of people that can, wow, listen, don't be, don't be impressed by pe- shouting, screaming, wowing, charisma. Be impressed by anointing and a life that lives it all the way through. Don't be impressed by God's word. Be impressed by truth. Be impressed by that. You know what I'm impressed by? I'm impressed by marriages that make it and go the distance. I'm impressed by kids that serve God. And I'm impressed by somebody, somebody finishing their... Billy Graham. I'm impressed by him. Not going to find anything else coming out about anything else. Nothing else did come out. He had all kinds of protocol. I'm impressed by that. Don't be impressed. The flashy show horse will be a thing of the past 10 years from now as he ran off with, with uh, some secretary or she ran off with whatever. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. It's the word. It's the word of God that changes you. My word is a lamp unto your feet. Your word is a lamp unto your feet, a light upon my path. His word will remain, will endure forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain, will endure forever. It's, he sends it forth and it does not return void. And when you look in the Old Testament, you see this Leviathan. Remember, the Old Testament is a picture book of New Testament reality. I've said it so many times, I feel like a skipping CD. Say it with me. The Old Testament is a picture book of New Testament reality. So when you look at this Leviathan, I mean, clearly it's just a picture of the devil and his ways. So my task tonight in the moments that remain is to uncover and expose some of the framework of how this enemy of our soul operates. And again, it could be a specific spirit that operates, it does this, it emulates what Egypt did. And then you think about what, 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 what do you mean, what did Egypt do? We'll, we'll talk about that. And it could also not be. I don't claim to understand it all. I just know the devil is bad and God is good and God called us to take over. That's what I know. I know that. The root word in the Hebrew, again, Old Testament written in Hebrew, and uh, sections of uh, some of the books in Aramaic. New Testament is written in Koine Greek. The Hebrew word is laud, which means to twist. Come on, baby! Twist. You'll never forget that. Twist. Not chubby checker, but... To twist. So what I'm talking about is when, when Pharaoh would say yes, but he really meant no. When he'd say no, and he really meant yes. He's constantly twisting things. Have you ever spoken to somebody? This happens every week. However, it's happened a whole lot more in the past four weeks in high places. What do you mean high places? High level, at high levels. It's happened more than ever before. It happens in politics. It happens with media. It happens in our families. It can happen in your marriage. It can happen, it can happen right now. Why, I'm speaking to you. 
you could hear something completely different than what I'm saying. I've had people come and say, oh, pastor, thank you so much for preaching that. When you said this, this, and this, and this. Man, wow. I just thought, awesome. I didn't say that. No, I don't say that. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. I, I don't think that's a demon spirit. I think that's the Holy Spirit moving things and putting a piece in your heart that you needed from what I was. You can, listen, you can preach and God can speak to you. Some of you are getting, some of you are receiving tonight, right exactly what you need to be receiving, but it's not exactly what I'm laying down. It's a section of it or a piece of it. Do you understand? But the devil, what he does is he takes, he'll take what I'm saying and he'll twist it. And we've seen it with prophetic words. That's why we have people record your prophetic word. Why would we do that? Because you'll hear, you'll hear, they told me I just need to leave Bubba. Bubba needs to, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> you go listen to it. And that doesn't say that at all, but that's what you wanted to hear. And many times, many times within our own minds, within our own hearts, there's a twisting and, and a woundings. But there is also an assignment of the enemy. You ever played that, what is that, that uh, uh, telephone? We won't try that now, but the twisting of words. I've seen it at work in church. I've seen it at work in media. I've seen it at work in politics. I've seen it at work in marriages. Twisting. He said, that's, that's menopause. That's not twisting, Pat. No. 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 <laughs> I've seen no matter what the wife says, the husband can't hear him. I've seen no matter what the husband says, the wife can't hear. Just twist. That's... You say something, I didn't mean that, or the tone. You, know, you hear something, that wasn't very nice. You'd be like, I'm filled with joy. Like, what are you talking about? Well, you ought to line the joy up with your mouth. <laughs> Leviathan seeks to keep people in their bondage because that's what Egypt did. No, you can't worship. You can't leave. False hope provides false hope. I've been amazed at how many people go to these seminars to improve the quality of their lives based on new age terminology and doctrines of demons. I was just talking, I was in, I overheard a conversation that I didn't get to get into, but I was trying. I mean, I overheard it. I'm like, give me a shot, give me a shot, give me a shot. Let me give me, give me the shot. I'm always, anybody else looking for a shot? And the conversation was a brother that I've, I've known that doesn't come to this church, but he does go to church and he goes faithfully to church. And he was telling me, uh, telling, telling this other guy, and I was listening. They were talking loud enough for me to hear. And they're talking about, hey, I, oh, yeah, no, I was, uh, yeah, no, I was in Vegas or wherever it was, some major city. Yeah, no, I was at a Tony Robbins uh, event. And uh, man, it was like awesome. It was legit. Just working some stuff in my business, just gonna really create and release a lot of money, and it's just gonna be great. And I thought, oh God. Now, some of you are looking at me like, what's so bad about Tony Robbins? I was just at his conference. Okay, well, <laughs> Tony Robbins doesn't acknowledge Jesus has come in the flesh that I've ever heard, and this super, you, you watch some of those, You've seen, we've seen it together. 
You watch some of the, don't watch it, but I'm just telling you. Are you telling me not to watch it? Yeah, I'm telling you not to watch it. Because there is a power, there is a charisma, there's, an, there's like an unction, but it's not the unction of the Holy Spirit. And it is the creepiest thing I have ever seen. I think we've played things for our King's School of Ministry. I would not play it here. I won't play it for you. Not going to do it. And you see, you see somebody that's just, you see power. I mean, people walking over hot coals and, and you see signs and wonders. And the problem is, it's a big problem. Unless he's been converted recently, is giving all the glory to God. There is no glory given to God, which then taps into demon power. There is demon power. There's demon power. Some of you, some of you, listen, get rid of your Ouija board. Quit looking at the astrological chart on Sunday morning. And the moon is in the Stop! Stop! And really the truth is in the stars or the story of the gospel. Study that. Study how the stars show the gospel. How about that? Live your life based on, oh, am I offending you? I'm just starting. You know why? I had somebody say to me, man, I was watching your thing. You preach pretty hard to your people. I can't do that. Well, who's going to tell them? Who's going who's to tell you? Don't go to Tony Robbins or Anthony or whatever it is. Well, what about the walk down? What you? There are false signs and wonders and miracles. He comes as an angel of light. The devil comes as an angel like Corinthians talks about that. All right. Let's see if we can say a few more things. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 7 to Egypt, whose help is utterly useless. Therefore, I call her Rahab, the do-nothing. Oh, I started saying that if the enemy can get you away, if you lose hope, you're in serious trouble. We say in, we say in, in the islands, deep kimchi. Kimchi is a Korean food. It's hot. Spicy. You're up the creek. Come on, somebody. You're up a creek without a paddle. Don't ask me the name of the creek. It's not a good name. <laughs> you don't want to be up that creek. If you lose hope, you're in trouble. And that's, that's one of the things that Egypt did. It was just false hope. And you can see that through the scriptures. Tries to keep God's people from worship. This, these are aspects. Please follow me. Leviathan is tied to Egypt. A picture of moral evil and the aspects of Egypt how they played out against God's people in their role in history through Holy Scripture is that there's, there's always this false hope. There's, there's this attempt to keep God's people from worship. An attempt to keep God's people from what? From worship. So what do you think? that, that These are just aspect or character qualities of the enemy. Tries to, keep, get, tries to steal your hope. Tries to, tries to keep you out of church. Tries to keep you from worship. Tries to keep you from worshiping in your car. Tries to keep you from reading the Bible. Tries to keep you from doing all of those things. 
promotes an inferiority complex, a third aspect of a Leviathan spirit, if I can say that that way, as we route Leviathan. Promotes an inferiority complex. They're always trying to get back to Egypt. And, and I, I see it in new believers many times. They, they come to Jesus and, and uh, I've, known new, I've known people that are new believers for 15 years. What do you mean? They got saved 15 years ago, but they're still a baby. Why is that? Because they never read the word. They never matured. They never grew. They never developed relationships. They, they never died to themselves. They never pick up their cross. I don't know. Maybe they were never born again. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. Dude, those are fresh. Dang. Wow. Then I've known other people that get, get saved, they give their hearts to Jesus, and three years later, they're traveling the nations. How's that? I wanted to be that guy. That's not what happened. I, I, I need a lot of transformation. I need a lot of healing change. But what the enemy tries to do is to pro, promote an inferiority complex, and I, I got healed of that early on because I just had tried everything in the world just about, not now, but back then, just about. And I knew there was nothing there. So I'd want to quit. Anybody ever, listen, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't, if you ever want to quit, don't ever tell anybody. I had somebody say, don't, don't you ever get tired? No. <laughs> Why not? Well, if I am, I'm not telling you. We're going on. I'm not going to declare. I'm not going to declare that I'm weak and tired and just... What are we going to do now? I might cry in my prayer closet, then I'm going to come out and hack everything to pieces with the sword of the word. This Leviathan thing, this Leviathan spirit tries to get you to just think, man, it was better. I have I've had the thought. In fact, I had the thought, gosh, that's crazy, even during this current thing that we just got through. I'm not going to tell you the details. I'm just telling you there was a lot of twisting. There was a lot of things the enemy did that matches up to the sea monster. And perhaps there's another one ahead being two sea monsters in the dream. I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to reach the lost. We're going to make disciples and we're going to keep doing what God called us to do. So he might he can try to twist and shout. We're going to finish what God called us to do. I had the thought for a moment, and I, I was just so tired. I'm, I'm telling you now, I was tired. I'm not tired now. I was tired then. And I had the thought, oh, it was just so much easier when we didn't have a building project. Oh. And then I was at school, and I was doing school, and I just thought, oh, I remember when I could, like, watch a movie. Not now. Not now. No time to do anything but like study in school. Be careful you don't burn, you, you be careful you don't burn yourself out. I'm just going to obey God. You obey God, you don't burn out. You stay in the anointing, you don't burn out. Inferiority company. Oh, I wish I could just go back. I remember, I remember those days with the Heineken. I remember. I remember. The garlic and the leeks. You brought us out here to kill us. Oh, we could 
us go home to Egypt. You are a slave, for God's sake. Picture book, slave, sin, Egypt, world. You were a slave. You were headed to hell. You were addicted. You don't remember driving the porcelain bus, but you drove it a lot. You were weary. You were tired. You were broken. You had demons speaking to you. What are you talking about? Go ahead and shake yourself. If the enemy can get you, I just want to go back to Egypt. You're not going back to Egypt. You're going to stay in the house of God. Come on, somebody. If the, devil, if the devil can think you that it's better back there, then you will never move into the new territory. You will never take what God told you to take. You will never overcome. You will never conquer. You will never fulfill what God called you to do if you keep looking back. Quit looking back. Some of you became a pillar of salt. You can be healed tonight. It's a constant stress on I need. If I just had... I just need some more money. <laughs> you just had more money. You know something? God has no problem giving you money. So if you don't have money, you ought to ask why that is. How about get a job? No. <laughs> Let's have a praise break. Lift your hands to Jesus. Woo! Man, I shouldn't have had that five-shot Americano before I preached tonight. Just teasing. I am prayed up, though. I don't know, five-shot Americano. I studied the word, had a nap, glory to God, prayed in tongues a lot. Oh, and napping is key for me for overcoming all devils. If I get tired, I'm not real good. Nothing like the, the greatest, strongest executives in the world Take power naps. So, there you go. He said, was that in Scripture? You said, by Scripture and Scripture alone. That, that's the world that's doing. That takes that. Okay. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Amen. There you go. There's your Scripture. All right. How to defeat this thing. How to defeat Leviathan. You, you do the opposite. Operate in the opposite of what is being put on you. You don't feel like going to church? That should be the time you go. You don't feel like, I just feel like I want to quit. I want to quit. Where are you going to go? Where are you going? Don't quit. Why would you feeling like you want to quit when you're on the edge of breakthrough? I will tell you the times where we wanted to quit, which were few and far between, because I started talking about it. I had nothing to go back to before I met, before I met Karen. I'd reach back and grab a leak every so often and suck on the leak for a second, but then I didn't really go back to Egypt because I had this incredible encounter where I realized he alone is satisfies. He alone satisfies. He alone sat. Everybody say he alone satisfies. 
And I had that, I had that encounter. I knew it wasn't going to come through a relationship. I knew money wasn't going to solve my problems. I knew it wasn't, you know, some elevation or power. I knew none of that was going to work. I, I knew it wasn't going to work. He alone. He's it. He's it. How to defeat Leviathan. Praise the Lord for what he's done. And don't ever stop. Thank God for what he's done. Remember where you used to be. Remember where you used to be. And thank God you're not there anymore. Go ahead. Thank God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, come on. Praise the Lord for what he's done. Claim his promises. How to, how to rout Leviathan. Don't ever stop worshiping. Don't ever stop serving God. So if you feel like you want to, that's not God. You want to go back to Egypt? Don't go. Number one. Number two, claim his promises in prayer. Isaiah 51, what a powerful scripture. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord, clothe yourself with strength. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced that monster through? That's a promise. Awake, awake. Oh God, arm yourself with strength and deal with this thing in Jesus' name. Deal with it like you did in days of old, like you did for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're not a respecter of persons. What you did for one, you do for another. You're a healer. You're a deliverer. You're a provider. Lord, when they, when they needed food, you caused it to rain down manna. When they wanted meat, you sent a quail a day's journey in all directions, a knee, knee deep, knee deep, water from the rock. God, and that's the Old Testament, a picture book. You fed the 5,000. You fed the 4,000. You raise the dead, you heal the sick. Lazarus, come forth. You can do it for me right now. Lord, right now, you listen, I was, I, recently I was at the gym and I was next to a brother in the church. We were there, we were cardioing. Actually, it was that, that gliding thing, whatever it is. And I was really overcoming. And I know my bro's right here in the room. I'm not looking at it, but I'm just saying I was overcoming. And I started talking about how I was overcoming. I said, man, it's challenging right now. And we're just cardio. I'm like, man, it's, it's difficult right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Thank you. I started quoting scripture. God, thank you that you brought us through before. You're bringing us through now. Thank you that what you started, you'll finish. Thank you that you're the author. You're the perfecter. You're the finisher. Thank you, God. Thank you that greater is he. <laughs> greater is he that's in me ah, than he that's in the world. And I, it took a good five minutes. But at the end of five minutes, I was on fire. Some of you don't know how to crawl out of the hole you're in. You just give up. You just give up. Oh, that's it. <laughs> you drink that beer. You light up and get the pain to go away when you could have had a breakthrough. Smile at me. I'm preaching better than you're a minute. You, oh, you say, well, I don't do any of that. I was born in the church. My umbilical cord was cut on the third row. 
my father walked on water. My mother, her name was Mary. And Okay, so you don't do any of those outward things maybe that some others have struggled with. Uh, but, but how are you doing with your overeating? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How are you doing with your excessive movie watching and your binge charging as you try retail therapy to try to get yourself to a place of joy? You buy those boots and you're like, man, it just looks good. It just looks so, man, it just looks so, it just looks so good. And then you scratch them. Ow! Or maybe you buy a car and it feels good for a little bit. And then you're back to the default. Overcoming Leviathan. How? Praise the Lord for what he's done. Never stop. Claim the promises, number two. Number three, watch your mouth. Guard your tongue. Everybody say, guard your tongue. I have heard more stories in the past four weeks of the most nonsensical, idiotic, lack of logic and judgment stupidity I can't believe it Did you hear me? Pastor, hi. I know I'm not one to say, but I just, you know, I just really feel like I feel led to tell you. I said, have you talked to them? Oh, no. Why don't you turn to Matthew 18? You know, I try to be sweet, but the truth is, don't, listen, don't hear, listen to everything you hear. Don't repeat stuff. Don't be a witchcraft Christian with gossip. Guard your tongue. All kinds of great scripture. James 3. I can feel the intercession of the children's workers in the back right now. You guys feel that? They're like, oh God, oh Lord, you know my heart. God, I know you want to move in power, but God, please, can he not go long tonight? God, you know how it was the other day. It's just so long. I worked all day. Oh God. Yes, kids. God, help Pastor Daniel right now. I can hear it in the spirit. Guard your tongue. Everybody say, guard your tongue. Want some scripture? I know you do. James 3, verse 1 through 12. Go read it on your own time. Humble yourself before the Lord. <laughs> James 4, 10. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm about to swing out over hell on a corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye tonight. <laughs> oh, come on. There's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper every tongue that Come on, somebody! Hey! Yes! We're going to the other side. We're crossing over. There's nothing that can stop what God wants to do. Come on. Nothing. Yeah! Play it, David. Play 
name. All right, look at D. Some of you, if I don't finish all the notes, you won't sleep. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Say that with me. It is how to overcome. It's how to overcome Satan, but an aspect here of Leviathan. Humble yourself and before the Lord and he will lift you up. E, let your yes be, my God, let your yes be yes and your no be no. James 5, 12. But above all, my brethren and sistren, I added that. Don't swear either by heaven or by earth or by another oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. Don't allow for your words to be twisted. You know what's a powerful thing to say? When you share something and you say, can you tell me, can you repeat back to me what I just said? That's a beautiful communication tool. Do it with your children. Do it with your spouse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Romans 12 and 15. Commit yourself to be in worship. I remember a while back, and listen, if you're on right now and you get offended, it's only me and you that know. So, and if there's others that know, well, okay. And if you feel like you're being rebuked, it's a rebuke. So what can I tell you? I know you're not here because you haven't come. But I do recall, I do recall, and I just believe you're online. If not, you're gonna listen later. I do recall hearing, I'm gonna give this a sweet, I'm gonna put as much honey and drizzle up on that thing right there, drizzle on it as I can. Yes, heavenly drizzle so that it goes down a little sweeter. You said you'd never get offended. Nothing ever gonna get me out of the house. I ain't ever gonna get offended. I'm done getting offended. Uh huh. Where are you? He got you. The enemy got you. I don't care whatever kind of excuse you want to make. Oh, it's work, or it's this, or it's that. No, you got nailed. So just repent. Come on back to the house of God. <laughs> Did you get something from God tonight? Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to casealaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.